Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. This is Yowie Central. Welcome to the show. I'm Sarah. Here at Yowie Central, we go down all the mysterious rabbit holes we can find. So buckle up for the ride. It's been a great week. Lots of interesting reports coming in for Australian Yowie Research and for Yowie Central. Really grateful to everyone who's taking the time to send their reports in. If you have a Yowie sighting to share or an encounter with spirits or aliens or anything else kooky and spooky, get in touch with me at yowiecentral at gmail.com. Don't forget, the more we talk about this subject, the less stigma will be attached to it and the less ridicule people will face when they talk about their experiences. Sharing something scary or life-changing or traumatic can really help people feel better because having something like that happen but not being able to share it out of fear of people laughing at you or people not believing you, it's a really heavy burden and, and it can really eat people up inside. And I guess the, the process of changing people's perceptions of yaoi's and other beings is a slow one it's slow and steady and it'll take time for some people to understand how hurtful it is when they mock other people's experiences my friend and AYR colleague Gary Lynn said something to me this week that stuck in my mind it was the perfect quote the time for laughing at witnesses is over and I couldn't have put that better myself 
So let's keep talking about it. Let's keep reporting what's happening to people out there and let's shine some light on this subject. And also maybe we can help change people's behaviour around this kind of stuff. I also wanted to say that I am so grateful for all the love and support you've shown me on the Yowie Central Facebook group, especially when I asked recently about advertising. I'm still in two minds. I'm not 100% happy with the ads. I know it kind of interrupts the, the flow of the show and I've been looking into a way of having less ads so that that flow isn't so interrupted. I might even have to move to another platform hub that has more relevant and fewer quantity ads for you, but I'm working on it behind the scenes, so stay with me. Most of you already know this, but for those who don't, having ads in the show isn't a way to earn a squillion bucks or get rich for that matter. It's not really an industry where that's going to happen, but it's just a way to cover the costs of quite expensive audio equipment. So the Rodecaster Pro, which is a a mixer, it's really expensive, but it's the best one uh, and it's fantastic. The Rode mic, the shock mount, the stand, the speakers, the phone, the internet bill and Buzzsprout, which is that hub that posts my show or uploads my show to all the various different platforms, that all costs money. So I put in the ads just as a way to cover some of those costs. Most of you probably don't know this, but but when I stopped my social work job uh, a few years ago, my beautiful man, Jim, has been supporting me financially this whole time. That's over three years now. So you've got him to thank for the whole show, really, because he's the one who's paid for it all. Uh, And I'd really like to contribute back to our household and pay him back a little bit of the money that he's shelled out to help me and support me do this show. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being so understanding and for your beautiful messages of encouragement and support. Um, I was really touched and, and, and I'm really grateful. So what have I got for you this week? Well, we're heading to central West Queensland and the being that the witness saw, well, I I don't actually even know what it was or what to call it, but it was really frightening and life-changing for our witness, Anch. So let me know if you have any ideas what this being was after the show, send me an email and I'll pass it on to Ange so that she might have a bit of an understanding of what it was that she saw out there. But I'll let her tell the story, so let's get into it. Here's Ange. Thank you so much for getting in touch with me. I really, I really appreciate it. I'm fascinated by... What you, what you, what you saw. So you you said in your message to me that you saw like a, a spirit creature that looked a bit like uh, the drawing that one of the witnesses did for for the show um, a while back, and that was Cal from the Northern Territory, and that was that that weird black, tall, kind of gangly yeah creature really, with long the, really long like arms when I saw that picture I was just like whoa, whoa. Yeah. well he, <laughs> he really... yeah he described that <laughs> as though it had the head in the shape of a cat without the ears mm-hmm. oh okay um yeah, so I wondered whether you're mine hey yeah. the head okay I'll, I'll backtrack 
And do you want the whole story or do you want me just when I saw the creature? Oh, yeah, give me. I don't know what it was. Give me the whole story and just go from beginning to end of the whole story in as much detail as you can. It's a bit long-winded. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. A friend of mine was um, from the gym of all places, was said, oh, her and some of the family were heading out to Carnarvon Gorge going camping and I was joking going, oh, that always want to go out there. Sounds amazing. I was, can I come along? She took me literally, went and asked family if I, I were happy if I tagged along. And I got the, yep, that was fine. Anyway, I ended up on this road trip. We ended up taking my own car, which was not a four-wheel drive because the hire car wouldn't let us go as far as we wanted to travel to central Queensland. And um, it was like over 30 people. It was crazy. <laughs> and me being a bit of a introvert was just like, oh, what the fuck have <laughs> <Awkward>. I done? <laughs> and then it was started raining. We never saw any of Carnarvon Gorge. We had to leave because we were going to get flooded in. It, when, so we got to central Queensland. Accommodation was all booked out. Another family member put up 30 people, fed us all. It was amazing. Like the country hospitality was insane. And then so we just had to loiter around for days because all the roads were flood. Like no food could get through. Um, I think out Winton they were having waterfalls like in the on the in that dinosaur place. Like it was just insane rain. Right. And that, I found that really interesting, actually, because some of your podcasts I've listened to, they've talked about the earth breathing and releasing things or mm, something. Yes. Yeah. But I was just thought, oh, that was curious. Anyway, <laughs> so we eventually, roads open and we could head to the destination of this property that we were invited to. And we went through a few hairy crossings and then we got to the final road and it was still closed and we made it through. It was a bit treacherous, but we got there and it was a pretty magical place. Lots of history, like really ancient history. And we had, so the first night we could choose to sleep. Um, some people opted to sleep in a house, but there weren't many beds there. Most of us slept down. In, there was a like set up campsite with a bit of solar power. There were stretcher beds, available sleeping bags. A lot of people slept up under a pergola, like a big, there was a big platform and a sort of a tarp roof, like at a permanent structure. And I was thinking, I'm out in the middle of central West Queensland. The stars were magnificent. Like there was no moon. It was just beautiful. I was like, if I wake up, I want to look at this magnificent globe that I'm in. So um, I just slept around the fire and a couple of others did, a couple of guys and another girl and her daughter, but we were also very separated. I felt great. I'd walk around, go to the toilet, go to the car, no problem. The next morning, one of the people who look after the property was really surprised because their dog who had slept down there. It was quite an old dog and he's, like, he's never done that before. It was really strange and I was like, oh, whatever. And then the second day at the property, we went and did lots of traditional um, welcome ceremonies, learning traditional language, bush tucker, traditional land management, and saw a pretty special gallery. And it was really intense day, but really beautiful. And then we went back to the campsite and we were meant to go to a shared meal. And I was had been with people all day and 
it was bringing up some of my old, I, I just felt really emotional, like had brought up on, a, I was a midwife. I've been on leave with PTSD from dealing with the industry and things that have happened. Oh, that's very good. it felt like all that emotion from my last 10 years, like everything, like all the grief of lost babies or um, bad things that have happened to people, like it was all just like and welling up and it going to explode out of me. And I thought, what is happening? I haven't been thinking about this all day. And I'd been unknown to, I only knew two people from the group. And so I'd been, you know, socializing and getting along with everyone. And, you know, I already felt like family member. I felt really welcome and I felt comfortable around everyone, but I didn't want to draw attention to myself. And there was actually a bathroom up there near our campsite, but it had only cold water. So I knew no one would want to go and shower in there. So I went up there so I could sit there and just sob and sob and sob. And then I was like, okay, I feel good now. You know, got it out of my system, had a cold shower. And I felt like I was pretty quick in there because I was conscious of using too much water. But I come out and everyone's gone except for one girl. And I was like, oh, this is strange. And so we just sat and we're both feeling like we don't want to socialise. So we just sat and watched the sunset. I thought I'd seen these lights flashing and I was pointing them out to her and she couldn't see them. And then so I made some excuse. I was like, oh, it must be the sunset reflecting in my car lights. And then it's reflecting back onto a water tank. Like it just didn't make sense, my excuse that I made in my mind. And then completely forgot about it. My mate came down just to check on me and said, come on, you got to come up to dinner. So we went up, we got out of there as soon as we could. And then that was probably about like a 500 metre walk. So I was heading back to the campsite and I just got sort of the heebie-jeebies, which I hadn't before. And so I had a lamp that could sit on my head, like a, you know, the walking spotlights. So I turned it on and I just sprinted as like... Yeah, I did a very fast sprint back to the campsite. I just felt like just didn't want to be by myself. And then um, I got back to the campground and it was like the night before was a big night. People, well, I don't drink anymore, but everyone else was consuming lots of alcohol and playing music and socialising and singing and whatnot. Then the second night, it was sort of kicking off again. I'll backtrack. When... We got back from the our day out on country. One of the girls had set up a swag and she'd put her son's bed right at the entrance of her bed, um, her swag. And she said, oh, who's moved his bed? Like his bed had been moved like away from her tent on a weird angle. No one had done it. We didn't know what had happened. So that was just one strange thing that happened. Yeah. And then we were, the night was kicking on. And one of the girls I travelled with, she was never camped in her life, very precious, precious girl. Um, she came bolting over from the kitchen, really white and just freaked out. She had bare feet, which was a big deal for her to run on grass with no shoes. She said something just whispered, "Can you? are you awake in my ear? And she was spooked out. And she said, I'm, and she was feeling unwell, like fluish. And she said, I want to go to sleep, but I'm really scared. And I was like, fine, I'll come up and sleep. She was asking me to sleep up next to her. So I was like, it was late. I was tired. I was like, whatever. Okay, I'll go and sleep up on that under the rotunda tonight. I had a night under the stars. It's no big deal. 
And then I was walking up towards the rotunda with her and I said, oh my God, who's playing football at this time of night? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I could hear this, like my husband and myself and my son, like we used to go up and kick an Aussie rules footy at the Oval. And so that big, you know, the leather ones and they make the big clunk. Yep, yep. Thump. And I could hear it and it would be this big thunk. And then it would be a pause, like someone was catching, you know, that gap in between where you catch the ball Mm -hmm. and then thump again and he's like I can't hear anything I said it's really loud can't you hear it and she's like no there's nothing it's just all I can hear is people talking around the fire and so I was like oh okay just completely oh I'm imagining it whatever then so we get up I tucked her into bed and I thought oh I left my beanie in the car so that's probably 300 meter walk I'd been completely fine any other time and I was walking down to the car and my bag was on the passenger side. So the driver's side was towards where everyone was hanging out. And normally I'd walk around, open the door, grab it, but I just sort of got, I I don't know, I had a weird feeling and spooked out. I opened the passenger door, let in as fast as I could, reached across and grabbed my thing out of the car and slammed the door shut. And I was like walking back towards the pergola and thought, she's right, not a good night to sleep out by myself, but around the fire. And I had this feeling like there's something else to hear tonight. And I could feel this huge energy. Like I kind of describe it like a massive hug, like or that arch shape, like I was standing on, how do I explain it? Like if you take the shape of a rainbow, turn it sideways, that kind of, it felt like that sort of shape pushing against like just this massive energy wave. And I could just feel something behind me. And that's when I was walking thinking, oh yeah, I'm glad I'm not sleeping down by the fire alone. And um, then I was got up further and I walked, was close to the pergola, and I heard a sort of a thump noise. And I so I turned around and I thought the guys around the fire being, no, I had three older brothers, so I was used to boys being, sorry, dickheads. You know, like they kind of stir you. Like was yes. Little bit, like <laughs> I've, I've got an older brother yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just that kind of stirring. And I'm like, oh, they're just trying to spook me out because I heard a bit of a raw sound. But I turned and I saw a shape and it, I thought it was one of the guys, but it was it looked a bit taller and it was a black figure. And I thought, what are they doing, idiots? And then, uh, but then this figure, it wasn't them. It was just beyond them. And it started moving physically towards me. And it was growing so, so fast. Um, it was really black. To me, it kind of looked like a burnt tree, like after a bushfire had been through. Just like so, because it was nighttime, I couldn't see any defi- definition if there was hair or anything. All I could see was just that that colour. It had a head, definitely initially, because it was roaring and it was fucking. Uh, the sound was terrifying. Like I was frozen to the spot and quite petrified and it was just and I was just stunned and staring at it 
and it felt like forever, but it was probably a matter of seconds. You know, when you have those sort of life before your eyes type moments, like if you something and it just feels like time slows down, but you're but it's not any slower than normal. So this creature just grew it so quickly and it but it was growing faster than its body could actually handle. So it couldn't walk properly. So it was kind of funny to watch as well in the same time because it was so ungangly and but it grew as tall as this massive tree, like meters and meters and meters tall, like huge. And it was kind of reaching out its uh, so it was bipedal, so it was definitely stomping so loud with its feet. And it's had two arms, but it wasn't full fingers or anything. And they were kind of reaching out. Like I felt like it was coming to get me. But I, at the same time, I also had that sensation of like, it was just shit stirring me. It was a really strange, but I was terrified because I had never seen anything like this. And I always, like I've had experiences happen before and I've always just made up reasons for them and I'm not like and then people talk about yaoi's or like prior to me finding your podcast like I was just like it's just a folk story you know I didn't believe in anything and even like I've had a ghosty experience once but I just thought I was imagining it or you know little premonition things but you just I just has always just but no nah, none of that's real we're just here this is us and so I'd never seen anything like this before and I just screamed this blood curdling scream oh, so loud. And just, it was like I collapsed. Like I just fell to the ground and everyone came running over thinking I had tripped over. Apparently I was just white, like just so white. And I was just sobbing and sobbing and telling them about the creature and, um, one of the guys had seen me, like he, for some reason, he had turned and watched me turn and saw me fall. So he saw me watching it and the terrified look on my face. Then everyone got really freaked out and everyone came and camped as close as they could to the fire. And none of us girls would walk to the bathroom alone that night. <laughs> I don't blame um, you. Like, all four of us would like, you know, anyone need the toilet? <laughs> we'd, like, we'd wake up everyone and like four of us would go and you kind of like everyone's looking at a different direction as you walk. It was horrible. It was a horrible night. Like out, like, and then I was boiling, melting that night and someone else told me they were freezing that night. It was really strange. Like we were so close to the fire though. And afterwards, like, and then even like people, yeah, they were just really, I think it was more their reaction made me more fearful as well, how scared everyone got. Yeah. And so it's just completely altered my whole perception. Like I thought everything was a, a store, like just uh, like things were made up, like, you, you know, the indigenous people made up stories to keep the children from traveling from their family at, you know, the children at bay or something or, and then I've been trying to research what it is and my sisters have got into it and they're sending me all these links of different things. And then I've spoken to another friend who goes out traveling a lot on his motorcycle and 
he camps in the, um, is it the Stratslitsky Desert or that type of thing? And he hasn't seen anything, but I sent him a picture I drew and he's like, what is that? And then his brother had a very similar experience and saw a creature like I did when he was 21, I think, and he's probably now in his 50s or 60s. So, and he drew a picture at the time and he said it looked like what I had seen. And um, he was told that it was a friendly ancestor and he didn't, shouldn't have been scared of it. And it was a positive sign. So, but I don't know what it was or like I felt a connection to it. And I think if I saw it again, I'd still be nervous, but I'd be different. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wow, how scary. <laughs> I don't blame you for, for, for freaking out on the night. The first time you've seen this being, I would have too. It was terrifying, Yeah, actually. I wasn't going to tell anyone about it. And then I got home and I had, I'm had i really close with my two sisters. So I had to tell them and I, felt, and I relived it when I was telling them. I think I was probably crying and sobbing. But then I felt more at peace after that, that I sort of got it out of my system. And I've told a few other people, but it's when people start saying, oh, no, you just, you know, imagine that or blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, I don't want to tell people now. And then I found your podcast and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You're certainly not crazy. That's for sure. People are seeing weird shit all over the country. Uh, I'm getting people contacting me pretty much every day. I've got interviews. I'm booked out a few weeks in advance at the moment because there's so many weird things going on. And it's, it's, I'm so glad you did decide to, to, to reach out. It, it, it certainly makes it, it makes it easier for other people like you when they hear stories like yours that that they can Mm -hmm. then share and, reassure other people that they're not crazy as well yeah Um, and if anyone can shed some light on it I would love them to contact me because we went to a pretty special place and we were allowed to touch it as well and I'm like did I release something from the rock or you know I had yeah there was one place at this wall where I really felt a connection with a a woman like yeah it was very strange yeah so you were in a sacred site anyway. Pretty or, much. Yeah, yeah we were. Yeah. But Taken there with permission by the, the local original Australians. Yeah, and yeah. we did all, like I had never, and after the day or even after my, even after that experience, I just felt like I was, had this awakening and enlightened. I had never felt so connected to country and it's totally shifted my whole paradigm and philosophy on everything. I feel so confused now about what's real or not and our purpose. And I'm just, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So take me back to, I'll just ask you, I'll just go over a few things again so I can get it clear in my mind. Mm -hmm. So when the first thing you noticed you said were like lights flashing in the sky, they were on the horizon, like really low to the ground. Right. Were and, they far away? Oh, 
No, probably like a kilometre or so. Okay. Yeah. Big because lights it was or out, little, little dots? Just small, like two little singular lights. Mm-hmm. Two lights, okay. Mm. Yeah. Could you describe that? the next bit again so you said that you had a feeling that something else was here and that it was like a a c-shaped rainbow well that i just felt that an energy like it's really difficult to describe i could it was like i was being sort of i could feel this force field of energy pushing behind me like it was just this it was like someone was coming up behind you to give you a big hug type of thing. And ah, so, you... so the arms spread wide and I could just feel this energy of something behind me. But sort of embracing you at the same time. I guess so, yeah. But it was just, yeah, sort of all-encompassing, like around the whole space where everyone was. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you felt it wasn't just directed at you, but it was at the whole group? Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, it wasn't around me. It was definitely just felt like I was almost on the, like if you put your picture, you're putting your arms out mm-hmm. wide, like you're going to hug something massive, <laughs> yep, know, a big yep. teddy bear or something. Yeah. Um, I'm on your left hand side. I was probably about on the peripheral of it, like at the wrist, kind of. Okay. That sort of part of it. Yeah. So yeah, so it just felt like this massive circular energy, sort of. Yeah, it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah, that's okay. I could just feel something. I could feel that there was something there. Yeah. And then you notice when you when you noticed the the figure, how far away from mm. you was it? That was probably about three hundred meters or two hundred meters, just and- at near the fire pit from where we were camping, uh, like where the rotunda. Well, the platform, like it was a timber platform that people could sleep on, so they're up off the ground with the roof over it. Yeah. Okay. So, how far away was that figure that you saw from the campfire? Really close, but probably a couple of meters, if that. Yeah, like just on the other side of where people were standing. Right, and they didn't notice anything. They didn't see it. No, I never talked to the guy that turned around and watched. I I don't know why he turned around and watched. Like, it actually became very hush-hush and no one would talk about it. (laughs) And then I I wasn't privy to this, but I was told this secondhand that um, three people said they were talking about something that they shouldn't have been talking about. And they said, oh, shit, what have we done when I screamed? Oh, right. <laughs> and then I think they thought that they had, meta- like, created something bad to come. Even though, like I said, it was terrifying and scary, it was also really fucking cool to have seen because, like, I just thought if you hadn't, like, if I wasn't allowed to see it, it was an opening of my mind to be able to visualise and see this creature and has changed me forever. Like, I'll never look at things in the same way. So it was also, even though I was quite traumatised and crying and upset, I was also saying at the same time in between my sobs, it was fucking cool though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, absolutely fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Because I never really... 
leave. And I was like, and I know I, even though some people have said to me that I imagined it and you, they say you can see things, it's like, well, I saw it, I heard it, and I could feel it, like, I could feel the ground vibrating. It stomped so, it it stomps was so heavy. Like, I, that's what made me turn at first, that it stomped and I felt like, like the ground kind of, that movement. And you heard, you heard it and felt the ground at the same time. Yeah. So was yeah. that sound of it stomping, was that the same sound of like you thought the boys were kicking a football? Was it that sound? It was a different sound. No, it was different. Ah, okay. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what caused the the initial sounds oh, that you Oh, but it heard. was closer. It was closer this time. I mean, maybe it was it walking up. I don't know what it was. Right. But then like it. Like someone was trying to say, oh, yeah, the cows can make that noise of the thump, thump. And it's like, I know what a cow sounds like. And my gosh, a cow would have to be jumping up really high to make that noise. (laughs) (laughs) And at the time I was thinking, oh, it's just some people playing football. It's like we are hundreds of kilometres away from any other properties. (laughs) Like this is just your, you know, your scientific brain kicking in because I come from a medical background. I was, you know, you make up, well, you try and make everything logical. And then in hindsight, when I wrote it down, my experience, I was like, why did I think that someone else was playing football? Because that's impossible. Like, <laughs> oh, It's your mind trying to to identify something that it, it doesn't have any other clues other than something that sounds similar to it. Did you get a look at the face of this being? When it first start it was there it was because I guess the lighting it was not fantastic because we just had a fire and we just had a little solar like one little light on in the camp we'd had opted for not many lights on at this second night I can't say I saw it really clearly I feel like there was two eyes um but like I said the body grew so fast that and that was almost made it comical because, like, <laughs> it was really sick. I remember once, like, when I was younger, my dad getting really mad at me and um, smacking me. And I laughed because he had hurt himself, like, because he <laughs> hurt it. it was kind of like that kind of thing, like, this thing is trying to scare me, but it's growing so fast and looks so ungungly. And it was so awkward in its movements as well. And that's what could have kind of made it comical because, distance between it and me and it wanting to get scarier or grow it was growing faster than it could actually accommodate and it was almost like the head was sort of like was still like it was growing as it was moving and so its walk was really gangly and awkward and its arms were just like I'm doing a really bad description, sorry. No, no, that's that's but, great. But it, it was continuing to roar, like this what terrifying did, roar. What did that, that sound like? So it, do you really want me to do it? Yes. Oh, yes, if you can imitate it. I'm hopeless at just... Oh, wow. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> oh, my dogs just went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're barking now. <laughs> That hurt my throat. Oh, don't do it again then. It was was deep, really deep and guttural and, yeah. Right. Did it remind you of any particular animal that you've heard before or or was it just No, nothing. Nothing I've ever heard in my life. Nothing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And 
So the sound seemed to be emanating from that being, but you couldn't actually see a mouth or how how it was getting no. that sound out. Initially, it was definitely like because it was slightly larger than your average man initially, and definitely had a head and a m- mouth then. But then, as it was growing, or maybe I just wasn't looking at it. I don't know. I was all I could see was its arms that get reaching out towards me and. Part of me was thinking if I don't break contact with this being, I'm going to get taken or like I I felt like I was frozen. And like so that's why I had to force myself to scream and it kind of broke some connection and that's when I collapsed to the ground. But, yeah, I did feel like I was – it was a trapping sensation. Like so – I don't think I was looking at the head as such, like because it was so massive, it was just like what the what the fuck. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. just <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what I'd be thinking. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So if you did notice that eyes and mouth, you think, Hmm. can you describe them at all? Was there any eye shine or what about the shape of them or... It would have just been whitish, yeah. It was, I guess, like to me, it looked like a burnt tree kind of. That was just how I could describe it, that grew. Like it was, and it was really, I don't know, like shape-shifted. Like it's definitely changed its shape. But but then initially it was quite a stocky stocky creature, so it did get thinner and thinner and really gangly as it grew taller. So it lost that bulk. Ah, that's yeah. interesting. Mm. Right, so it's it's short and stocky, but still slightly taller than the other people who were there. Did you yeah. say that? You said that, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely had some like bulk. That's why I thought it was one of the guys initially, because you know I just thought it was a weird shadow sort of and. But then it, as it grew taller, it that came just, I can't think of the correct word to describe it, but it was just a real awkward walk and it grew, it was just got skinnier and skinnier. And that's why I've been trying to research, like to find out what is this creature? Like, is, it, is this, and some people have said, oh, you've seen an ancestor or, you, you know, or, and the, but then, I was looking up, is it the Mimi? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what um, I thought when I when you when you sent that yeah. picture through to me. I thought that looks yeah. like or something the... that lives in the rocks. Yeah. And then I was thinking, or oh, if you can change shape, that way you could get into underground exactly. cave systems yeah. or move through different spaces. And because there had been flooding, or was there something that we've released at the when we've gone? But then other people have. So it was quite frustrating that it all got shut down and people didn't want to talk to about it yeah was there so was that direction to sort of forget about it was that coming from an elder yeah you said it was one of the aunties Um, who didn't really mm, sort of brushed it off yeah but I think it was because everyone was so scared yeah 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 I'm not surprised and no one else saw or heard anything no, but they all were freaked out by it. Like that, we so there was that. I guess that one girl had something to spoke to her. There was something spoke. The, something, she said bed. something spoke to her. Did she? Yeah, said, "Are you are you awake?" Ah, right, yeah, right. So came uh, to me. Right, and so, that's why I'm going uh, to sleep up with her. Oh, okay. Um, oh, sorry, I missed that bit. So the reason why she came down running in bare feet and got you to come up there was a voice out of nowhere said oh, yeah, that you so were she awake. was at the camp kitchen and right. came running over to the fire and she was scared and that's when she said, can you come up and sleep next to me tonight? I'm, re- you know, I'm really tired and I need to go to bed but I'm too scared to sleep up there by myself. And that's what I, then I thought, yep, yeah, it's late, I'm tired and these guys are going to be rowdy around the fire, so... Yep, sure. I'll do that. And that was why. And that's when she, um, yeah, I wrote to her recently just to asking her what did it say? And that was what it said. I know there was a couple that had little ones and they were sleeping up at the house, but they, so they wanted to take them back up to put them to bed so they could come back and hang out. And their car keys had disappeared. They'd put them in this spot and then. They searched everywhere, couldn't find them, so they had to walk the kids up to the house, which is, like I said, a, you know, a kilometre or so, no big deal. But next morning, keys were exactly where they'd had put them. So that was really strange. Yeah. I did hear this secondhand, but I'm, I've reached out to the guy, but he hasn't responded to me yet, that one of the guys felt a vibration like the ground moving and he went over to his mate and he's like, did you feel that? He's like, yeah, I felt that too. So they felt something. So I do want to talk to others about it. Yeah. Well, there were some other really strange things that happened that night too. Like, well, we were told that it was a very spiritual place and that you would have experiences that you would, that would be change you. So then I found it really strange for them to poo-poo, like, to say, oh, no, you imagine that. Yeah. yeah. That is strange. Um, and then there was a, we were told that someone had seen a dancing star there previously. And then it came, this dancing star, and not everyone could see it. And then after a while, sometimes people could see it. And honestly, like, <laughs> the way when people were watching it and the way they like, were just like in this bliss state when they were watching it and you would think they were off their head like on acid or something like the way they were talking and behaving was just like crazy like watching this and it was dancing and moving around and 
I was thinking, oh, now that I'm like questioning everything, I'm like, oh, was it a star? Was that a UFO? Like, what was that thing? Yeah, so that was really, like, there was some different things happening around there. And at this, like, the first night on the property in the Milky Way, there's, have you heard of the Dark Emu before? Yes. Yeah, so it was actually the full Dark Emu was present and visible the first night I could barely see it and the second night I just felt like this was before the incident um I felt like I I was seeing everything differently after my day like I could see all these different things and the dark emu was just like it was just staring at me like it was just so prominent the whole emu and I tried to show it to others and they still couldn't spot it and yeah so I definitely felt a big connection with country. Like I felt, I'd never felt so connected to country before. Do you want to just explain the dark emu for the listeners? Oh, okay. Well, this is the, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I was told, that the emu changes shape depending on the season. So it can start off like quite a hunched over bird, like leaning over, and then as the season changes, it's like he starts to stand up and up and the neck becomes elongated and you can see his whole body. So it's in the Milky Way. You can just see the emu shape like really prominently. And when it, so it was a full emu, so you could see the head and the neck and the back, his back and his like the feathers and the two legs. And when his full body was out, that's when they knew the emus were going to hatch. So apparently the traditional like first nation people used to watch these stars and know when different seasons were happening by watching the stars a lot as well is that the interpretation you have of it yeah 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 you know you know more about it than me I've heard of it but I I don't know that much about it (laughs) yeah yeah so I was told that like even one of the guys who's been to that property a lot said he's never seen it in the fall before so yeah he said it was pretty cool to be able to see the full emu but a lot of people still couldn't spot it. <laughs> to me, it was just like, it was like it was just blaring out. It was so obvious. Yeah. Like once you'd seen it, you couldn't unsee it. Yeah. Might be one of like one of those optical illusions that some people yeah. can see and other people just can't see. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also the time when all those planets were in alignment. What was it? Oh, yeah. So when was... when when was this? I didn't ask you earlier. I think it was April, May. It was that that time exactly when it was, um, yeah, visit that time when all the planets were visible and they were talking about them all being in that straight alignment. So Uh there was a lot of other things going on that made me question the timing of all this, questioning everything. And I'm, I'm just a research, like I like to, yeah, it's just opened my eyes to all these different, yeah, it was... 29th of April. 29th of April, right. So having a bit of a thing next year on that day. Oh, are you? What are you going to go back know, to the same just, spot? Oh, I just called it Spirit Day in my yeah. calendar. Nice. And I don't know. I guess to me it was a I don't know if it was an epiphany or like it's changed me. And I don't know. I feel like I've had this weight off. I, I feel like I'm a completely different person now. It's really, I don't know if it took 
like if we were sharing grief together, like because I heard that there had been a massacre on that property or I don't know if we connected over something and me, I don't, I'm sorry, Sarah, I don't know what it was, but even though it was terrifying, it was also a release of something like it's, yeah. Yeah, a spiritual awakening like... that that obviously need <laughs> you, you needed to happen, and maybe the universe yeah. needs you to be awake right now. Yeah, yeah. The guy actually just wrote back to me oh, on he? my phone. He heard the big stomp sound, but he's not sure what it was or if it was related. Hard to feel if it if it was it wasn't anything negative, as we've never heard about something like that before out there. Right. And then he asked them other questions. So, yeah. That's interesting. And so he's he's someone who goes out there regularly? Yeah. I think that's probably why they tried to potentially not let's just shut it down, maybe just because of they didn't want anyone to be scared or have fear. Yeah. Are you so do you have original Australian ancestry? Not that I'm aware of, but right. I don't know anyone my, on my father's side at all. So, yeah. And so were the people with you, the group of people, there were some original Australians and some people who were from other ancestral backgrounds? Yeah, that's correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 There was a lot of like um, some were just like friends of theirs or some like one girl, I think she was a TSI girl from, you know, she'd come to live with a family down here, like a young girl. Um, yeah, there was huge range or married partners to people, that type of thing. Yeah, even like the friend I went with, when she grew up, her parents pretended they weren't Aboriginal because it was such a shunned on thing. So it was not like any of them had... Um, a lot of like, and then others were more connected with culture, but a lot of them had not had any culture as well. So, which is sad. So I think you know everyone, everyone got something amazing out of the experience. Um, but then when I've been reading up about that, like I found some writings about different people's connection with country, and I remember growing up feeling really. Like I was, my parents were Catholic. We had to go to church, but it never rung true with me. And I remember being, feeling, you know, when friends, like they were, had different religion and all this culture and feeling so, I don't know if it was jealous or just, you know, like there was an emptiness, something missing there that they had that, that tradition to follow. And I never thought of church as that tradition because it just didn't ring true with me. Whereas I guess my parents were extreme, very environmentally aware. And, you know, we camped from a young age. And even now my parents will save every Reggie scrap or they'll recycle all their water. You know, they just say so they're very conscious about the environment and earth. And it's like, where do you become part of the country? Like, because, you know, we so many generations on this land where where does your when do you have your connection with and that you are actually belong to this country as well 
this is just me. I've been delving deep into. Oh, I, that's actually things. something that I think about a lot too, because I don't have yeah. my, you know, my my parents aren't from around here. I didn't grow up from around here. I never. I grew up in suburbia in Melbourne and never felt connection to the because I was grew up as a Catholic. Didn't feel any connection yeah. to that, mm. and and still feel now, even though I I, I love the the land around me. I still mm. feel that I'm that it's not my place here and I, I don't yeah. quite know why and I feel the same yeah. way sometimes when I when I talk to people who've been in a particular place or their family's been there for generations I'm mm. I'm a little bit envious there's a there's a yeah. I totally understand that because it's mm. I feel disconnected and yeah. and alone sort of um mm. hard to explain but yeah, yeah I know I know I know what you mean mm. So it was interesting. So when I was out west, I've never been out there before and it just felt like the right place. Like I just felt like I'd been there before. I don't know. It was just felt connected there. It was just felt right. Yeah. Maybe you were there in a past life. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, and now that I've had this happen and then I've had, it's made me question other experiences that I've had happen that I completely palmed off, but we can talk about that some other time. No, we can talk about it now if you want. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. happy to keep um, talking. Yeah. So oh, I used to work in a hospital and we've had, um, wasn't the nicest work environment and we've had, had a few colleagues take their lives and there was one night on a night shift I went into the storeroom and we had these huge um, rolling cupboards with the storage shelves in the storeroom. And so if someone was in one, you couldn't push it because you squashed them. They were sort of Constantina, big metal shelves. And I went into the storeroom and I saw a girl in a nurse's uniform walk into the gap and I was waiting She's taking a long time. And I was thinking that was this, I won't say her name. And then I thought, hang on, she isn't on this plane anymore. And I went and looked in the gap because I wanted to push the doors and not squ- And then she wasn't there. And <laughs> then I screamed. <laughs> and someone <laughs> else heard me and was like, what? Because I'm just like, oh, my God, I just saw a ghost. Right. And, but it wasn't like she disappeared or anything. And then I felt really sad. I was like... Well, she wasn't happy here. Why? I hope she's not stuck here, but maybe mm. she's pottering her down, doing what, like she was the most beautiful person. And so that was one time I'd seen a ghost. And then other times I've, I've had a lot of dreams that have come true. And right. for years I would, or thoughts that have come true. And for years I blamed myself that I, created something to happen and then I realized oh it was a premonition like duh (laughs) (laughs) but for ages I blamed myself and even down to when we conceived our second child like I had a voice talking in my head it was really strange we're saying what so we were living down at Bangalore on a huge property my husband and I I was at uni and he was looking after our son, who was probably about 18 months. And I had this little girl's voice say, oh, if you want X, I'll just say X, to have a little sister, 
or sibling, today's the day. And I just thought, huh? I'm studying. I don't want to have another baby. This is just stupid. <laughs> I went and told my partner and he's like, oh, I'm not ready to have another kid. And I'm like, neither am I. And then he's like, oh, but what if there's a little soul that really wants to exist and we're not giving it the opportunity? Like, I was surprised at how, like, candid we had this conversation now in hindsight. And then the little girl's voice just said, don't worry, daddy, there'll be another time. So I told him that what it said and he's like, okay, cool. And then we just completely forgot about it. Months later, this little girl's voice goes, today's the day. And I went and told my partner. So we did it. We're like, okay, we're not really keen on having another baby, but we'll try once. (laughs) And that was it. And you got pregnant. With a little girl. Yeah, right. Wow. And I did a pregnancy test really quickly afterwards and I was out on this like a huge Queensland, a big veranda, looking at the stick, waiting for it to change colour. And there was a massive tree stump and this huge wedgetail eagle just flew down and landed in front of me. It was pretty. <laughs> and so now I tell the daughter that's her totem bird. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah. story. That's great. Yeah. And <laughs> like I've never had a voice talk in my head like that other times ever yeah no and does she so how old is she now oh she's an adult like my baby adult yeah (laughs) your baby adult early 20s 20s. (laughs) I wonder does I does she have a special sensitivity for for ghosts and spirits and things like that she does like apparently my mother-in-law I've my partner's told me, like my husband's told me that he, when he grew up, she was really into that and she had a circle of women and they would always connect with the same certain souls. And he said she had notes and notes on it. Like they would always connect and they found his, who he was in his past life and did all these things. Like I only found this out later. I didn't know this earlier. And um, she's, left us now but now my daughter's told me that sometimes she will pray to this nana and um after she finished school she went straight to England and it was her first Christmas away from us and she was feeling really kind of isolated and alone and she was said she started praying to nana and a Christmas tree bauble she said just started spinning around and around Uh. And um, I remember that Nana had the most beautiful Christmas tree. Like she would have Christmas trees with beautiful glass baubles and, you know, just gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah. So it sounds like Nana was there. Yeah. And she's had other times where she's been in a really lowly state and then just all these blue butterflies will come around her. So now she's got a blue butterfly tattoo because that's like reminds her of her, her grandma and her Nana. Like that's her sort of her protection or if she's feeling compromised, that's something that she can look at. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I guess she does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There must be, it must've been a reason why she's, why, why that happened. Cause it doesn't happen to everyone. Mm. I wonder maybe your daughter's destined for changing the world somehow. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or changing her immediate world. It doesn't have to be the whole world. Yeah. Um, we're all special in, she does have, in every like, way. I can debrief and talk about things with her and, yeah, and she's very pragmatic and, yeah, that's no, good. Yeah. 
I'm definitely in a better space and it's that road trip and my experience out there definitely helped shift something. That's fantastic. For the good because, good. yeah, I was in a very, very, very low space before and so I'm happy when I journal now, like I wrote something that oh, I'm glad I'm still alive, you know, so that was a big change, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned before that the feeling you got was that it was trying to scare you but sort of play, playful or mocking yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it was really hard to discern its intention. I think I was terrified just because it was something unknown that I had never thought possible. You know, it's like seeing a creature that is like, no, they're just from the mythology books or that type of thing. You know, when you see people, like I've heard people talk about the goatman, like there's a centaur, you know, or an ogre with one eye, that type of, you know, thing. So, um, yeah, so I think part of it was the fear of the unknown. But then why was it roaring and stomping? But then I remember my brothers, you know, it was it kind of, I don't know why I had that connection with my brothers just shit-stirring me as well, like, Oh, I'm gonna scare you. Oh, that type of <laughs> yeah, not not yeah. not actually because if it wanted to get you, it, it would have got me. It would have got you. To. It wouldn't have made any yeah. noise. It would have just come and 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 struck you down. Like so. Yeah. So perhaps it was a performance in some way. Yeah, and, and I've done. I've been really big into meditation as part of my healing period over the last year, and been working through all these different courses, and. Sometimes my sister and I will share different ones that we find online that we like as well. And there was one about connecting with ancestors. And amazingly in this meditation, this creature came along, walking along next to me (laughs) on a beach. I wasn't, it just came into my head. I wasn't like preempting this or creating this scenario myself. Do you meditate much? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 And then, but then it shrunk down and it was an old woman. And we were just sitting on this bench looking at the water. Was the monster, was the same creature that you saw or a different one? Yeah. No, it was ambling on long kind of like a bit of a the tim, like the woody kind of yeah. creature and kind of change shape. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know so what that means. It's connected to you somehow. Yeah, there's some connection. And the little old lady that it turned into was somebody you recognised or, or somebody not? Not at all. No, right. no. Um, she looked like a indigenous woman. Yeah. Ah, okay. Will you get the opportunity to go back there again? I've been invited back. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm brave enough. I don't know. See, my bush, husband does, he looks after bushland and um, works with local council. So they do burn-offs and so when we were on the property one of the nights we were going to do a traditional burn-off and I was just like oh my god my husband would have loved this to learn you know he has to go through so much bureaucracy and and like the techniques that they would be able to teach each other you know the traditional techniques and stuff and they've said oh yep he can come back you guys can come back and do that anytime and yeah so you know they're quite happy for people that want to come and learn or take over and do things and assist with the property yeah 
Yeah, cool. So, well, let me know if you do go again. Yeah, I'd love if to I hear. Feel that the gut to go back. <laughs> and if I'm ever up that way, I'll um, I maybe ask if I can come out too. <laughs> yes, yeah, so send me a message and I'll let yeah. you know. Yeah. You're like, oh, I just happened to stumble across your website. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Do you um make? Are you making any money from this, or is it all off your own back? Uh, you know, t- two weeks ago, I just started. I put a monet. I clicked monetize oh, on the yeah, um, the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, and so I, yeah, so very little. I've, d- I've been doing it for free for two and a half years, but yeah. I thought, oh, and I've bought a lot of expensive equipment, so I thought, oh, you know, mm. I'm not gonna. I, I'd love to have. At some point, I'll I'll open. I'll do a subscribers content only, and yeah. maybe earn I think a little if bit of money. You had a um a spot where people put, could put a donation of the, of their own value. That'd be you know great. How, I'd love that. Yeah, because then it would be subjective to, you know, to someone on a really low income, $50 exactly. is a lot. On someone on a million a millionaire, $100,000 is nothing, you know? So yeah. Yeah. it's it's all subjective. And then I think people, even if they it's $10 or it's still what someone gets out of it. Is yeah. Another. yeah, totally. Because it definitely has helped me. Yeah. Oh, look, and that's sure. that's all the reward I need, Ange. That's that just yeah. makes my day and makes my heart happy. So, yeah. um, that I, I, I was listening to random ones, and now I'm like, okay, I've got to go back. And I'm like listening to them on faster speed. I'm like, oh, that's too fast, Ange. Slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if you want to hear the 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 first fifty shows, they're on Mixcloud on Main oh, FM's. Huh. Yeah. So I started it off as a as a radio show on a yeah, community, right. community volunteer radio station. Yeah. So, um, mm. and I had no experience, no idea of how to do a radio show, how to work yeah. the equipment, didn't know any of that. And so I started, only got a, a few hours training and then, and yeah. then I did a pilot show and then was straight into doing a show one a week. So the first, wow. the first few, obviously I'm, I'm nervous and it's not smooth and, yeah. Um, you know, that's, I was yeah, just learning the craft. I hear a lot more laughter. You're like, you laugh a lot more, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm a lot more relaxed about it now, whereas I was, yeah. I was really, I was so nervous at the beginning that I, yeah. I was really tense. Yeah, for sure. So that, yeah, those first 50 are on main FM's mix, okay. mix cloud channel. I was listening to um one, there was some woman from, was it from Sherberg? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wendy. And she, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, she'd be a good one to talk to. <laughs> she was saying how the elders said, oh, don't talk about it, and she's like, oh, I don't care. Like, don't talk about it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, for sure. But because I even found, um, oh, there was a, a study done by a Charles Darwin Uni by some Indigenous professors, and it was about the little people and the big people. And, oh, I'd like, like to. I'd, yeah. Can you flip oh, yeah, that to me? Really I'd like cool. to read it. Yeah, I'll send it through. And then so I even like wrote to that professor going, is there someone I can talk to? <laughs> you know, it's definitely it. paradigm shifting. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, and now I'm just like all these things I just thought were not real or just that, you know, I wasn't a believer in this before. So it's just crazy now. And yeah, yeah I and can't if... unchange my thought pattern now, though. It's just like, why did I think that? Yeah. yeah. And if that's yeah. real, if something, if you can see something like that, what else is out there? 
Absolutely. <laughs> Mind-blowing. Yeah. And I feel very small now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, very small and insignificant. <laughs> I feel it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did you think of that, people? Just so you know, the Yowie Central episode that Ange mentions at the beginning that features the tall, gangly, black being with the cat-shaped head is episode 101, 101, if you want to look it up. I can only imagine how scary it would be to have a being that is stomping towards you, roaring, but growing bigger at the same time and... Uh, and morphing in front of your eyes like it, it that story just blew my mind can I just say a huge thank you and shout out to Ange because I know you'll be listening for your heartfelt sharing with me and with the Yowie Central listeners I so loved talking to you and hearing your story So just before we finished up, I thought I'd give you another little reminder that I am preparing a a talk to give at a conference coming up um, run by Our Alien Ancestry, and that's Stephen and Evan Strong, who've been on the show a few weeks ago. Uh, The conference is on July the 31st, so the last day of this month, and there'll be heaps of fascinating original Australian lore and knowledge about our hairy friends presented at that conference. The tickets are 26 bucks, and you can get them on the Our Alien Ancestry website. And don't forget, if you've had an experience with any mysterious phenomena, I would love to talk to you, and all the Yowie Central listeners would love to hear your story. So get in touch with me via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. Well, that's all I've got for you today, my friends. Yowie Central will be back next Wednesday, so I'll catch you then. I hope you have a great week and stay safe. Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Pretty young thing, better hide the glint.
scent of your diamond ring. Your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.